Welcome to the Flyover States Podcast. My name is Scott. This is my show. How's everybody doing? Oh my goodness, what a fun Saturday evening that I just had. I think I just found my new favorite time to do podcasts. It is, forget going out to the bars. Stay home, invite somebody over, have an interesting conversation about a multitude of topics, and record it and put it on the internet. I like it. We couldn't think of a beginning song. So I pulled this one up. Because who doesn't love John Cicada? I do, and it's my show, so I get to play the intro music. Everybody who knows the words, I expect you to sing along. thinking I like the idea of the Saturday evening podcast. Hey everybody, it's Scott. This is the Flyover States podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I'm hoping at least specifically you're involved in this podcast because of my guest today was Stacy McKee. Now yes, my last actual guest was her older sister Annie, but hey, I do not care. Stacy reached out to me and said she was interested in doing the podcast. I ran into her a couple of days ago and we talked and I said, oh yeah, we're going to do just fine. And <laughs> we did that. We did that. Uh, we're two people who can talk. Let's just put it that way. This is the longest podcast I have done. <laughs> I think uh, we blazed through like an hour and a half without even blinking an eye. Uh, we we talked a lot about kind of her role as a teacher and just we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. It was good. Well, before we get to that, once again, this is the Flyover States podcast. My email to reach me is flyoverstatespod at gmail.com. I have a Facebook page. Please press the thumbs up button or give me a follow on that. That is definitely the most accessible way to understand what's going on with this podcast. Uh, I have Instagram and Twitter under Flyover States Pod or Flyover State Pod for those of you keeping track. My name is Scott Musser. You can follow my personal Facebook page by looking up that name and then just looking for the weird dude with the pretty girl standing next to him. I think that's my profile picture at the moment. Doesn't matter. Uh, I recently got a hole in one, and I talked about it on my last podcast. So yeah, I'm going to bring that up for a while, because yes. 
<laughs> That's podcast number 16. I believe this is podcast number 17. We're just getting started. And uh, today was a great example of what this podcast is. What this podcast is, I invite people over and we talk and I record it and you guys get to listen to it. So I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. See you. Hey, everybody. Uh, we're in the basement studio. I got my friend Stacy McKee. What's up, Stacy? How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for inviting me. All right. So what's up? We are, let's, we should explain ourselves maybe. You are the younger sister of a girl who was also on the podcast. And uh, you were so extremely overwhelmed by the awesomeness of the podcast with Annie that you decided to hit me up and say, I want to be on the podcast now. So you were actually my first guest who wanted to be on the show that I didn't have to start the conversation. Oh, perfect. So... Better live up to it, damn it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. I've got a lot to live up to here. <laughs> right, right, right. So, what do you do? I get, oh, we didn't even explain. Yeah, you're the younger sister of a girl that I was in a, the same class with. But more than that, our moms are kind of like sister sisters from different people. <laughs> yes, best friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're the children of best friends of our mothers. Yep, yes. You know how that works. Yes, and they have been for years, and they are still best friends. I think they're probably even closer now than they were when we were children. So that's kind of cool, too. I would imagine so. I mean, geez. Don't worry. I turn knobs. It's fine. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Some things need to be adjusted on the fly. You never know until you get going. Well, so you wanted to be on the show. But what's going on? What's up with you? We're going we're gonna to get to know each other. We haven't really had a great conversation for probably a decade. Right. We haven't caught up in a while. We used to play as kids, I feel like. But now as adults, our lives get busy and um, there's really no time for a lot of socializing. That's why I started a podcast. I'm like, hey, there's interesting people out there. Let's go talk to them. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so um, are you already said my name, Stacey McKee. Um, I obviously am from Pearl City. You graduated with my sister. So you were a senior when I was a freshman, which wasn't that bad um, in the big town of Pearl City because I feel like it was kind of nice knowing that whole class and it being my sister's class. Um, So I graduated in 2002 from Pearl City, Um, went on to Highland Community College for two years, which I know you're a big fan. You also went there. I don't know if I'm a big fan, but I did <laughs> you were appreciate. At the time. I appreciated my time at Highland for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went there for two years, and then I went on to Illinois State. Uh, you, I, I screwed up also. Yes, that was my sister's uh, little acronym there for. <laughs> I've never uh, heard that. Yeah. Well, probably going there made a big difference because people are like, "Oh no, you're going to ISU." I screwed up. Well, I was one of them that didn't screw up, but there was probably some that might have. Yeah. Well, that's every college. Yes, for sure, for sure. I just actually met um, somebody today that goes to Southern Illinois University, and she's like, oh, yeah, it's known for partying, and, you know, she's in college, and I'm an adult now, but I feel like, isn't that the case for every college? <laughs> Probably. Yes. There's a There's an odd thing that happens in the world is when you put a large group of uh, 19 to 24-year-old co-eds into the same uh, area, Lots of partying happens yeah. for some weird reason. I know. I, I don't get it really. Holy but. <laughs> cow. Who would have thought? <laughs> right. Especially right. a lot of people's first times away from home and on their yes. own volition. 
Yes. Doing their own thing. Trying to see what life is all about for sure. ISU. Yep. All right. We're going to go cursory, but we'll come back to it. So you get your degree from Illinois State. Yes, I um, graduated from Illinois State in um, December of 2006 with my special ed degree. Right. So you're in the special education department also. I am. I am. Yep. Interesting. It's really, I like, uh, I like figuring out how people get their jobs or get to where they're at now. Yeah. Yep. (sighs) So I started teaching actually. Um, I got hired right away in January of 2007, which is very, um, I feel like, kind of rare um, to get a teacher Where'd job. Where'd you get hired at? Um, I got hired through the Winnebago County Special Ed Cooperative, um, which is a special education organization um, that really focuses on kids with special needs. And I started uh, teaching in the South Beloit District and taught there for two and a half years. And then went to the Kinnikinick District, which is in Roscoe, Illinois. Um, and I have been there for my last eight years of teaching. So you're still at Kinnikinick. I know everybody's like, I love that that district that you work for. I love saying it. Yeah, it's kind of tricky. Kinnikinnick. So, so you're uh, living in just in Freeport. Yep, I just bought a house in Freeport um, in the middle of November. Um, So ownership. Yeah, yeah. So I'm back in the area. Um, I've been mm, out of the area for probably about nine years. I mean, still. the farthest I live was Edgerton, Wisconsin, and then just recently Monroe. So now I'm back in Freeport, um, close to family and friends, so that's kind of nice. That's why I like staying here. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like my little town of Freeport. Right. And you're in the country, so that or more in the country than right in town, so that's kind of a nice little feel. That's where I live is not uh, determined upon how much I enjoy this community. but True. Yeah. I'm sure I like it a little better out here with all these old white people better than the <laughs> inner city. It's quiet. Yeah, yeah. But the only noise that I really hear are I live right down the street from um, the one fire station, so I hear a lot of sirens. And then now in the summer, um, I am close to Little Cubby's Field, so I hear a lot of hooting and hollering there too, so that's kind of cool. Hearing all the little kids playing out there and stuff, so. Till you... If there if there ever is a day where you have small babies in there, and then the hooting and hollering does not become so much fun, right? Close I remember up. my first uh, I remember my first Fourth of July with the baby, and I was like, oh, oh, I've been an asshole to a lot of people for most of my life. <laughs> to all those parents trying to put those kids to bed. To shit. all the parents <laughs> that when I was sixteen to twenty one, probably I apologize if you're listening to this for keeping small children awake if you had them at the time. Oof. Yeah. Especially with my subwoofers in the car. <laughs> <laughs> all the fireworks going uh, off, like not even thinking about anybody but you and your friends. You know, that's my friend, uh, Tim Lidoff, his yeah. older brother is Greg, who does the Soundworks Plus, does yep. the subwoofers in the cars and stuff. Okay. I guess there's quite a resurgence of, like, dudes my age that had them when they were in high school. They're going back to him now and getting their vehicles now with subwoofers put in them. Oh, funny. And if I didn't have a podcast, I would have already done it because I used <laughs> that money to purchase all this crazy stuff right. the microphones we're talking into. But, gee, sorry, guys. Milwaukee's, old Milwaukee's getting in the way. Uh-oh. How dare. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. The things we did back in the day that now we look back on and are like, ooh, 
yikes. Maybe we probably shouldn't have done that, but yeah, no. it is what it is. There's not a whole lot of things I regret. I don't have very many regrets either. I'm just thinking now as parents. I'm not a parent, but as parents or people that, like you said, trying to put their kids down or thinking of those kinds of things like, oh, shoot, I might have been kind of a jackass when I was that age. <laughs> Everybody needs to be kind of. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, little, a reason. A little bit on the edge. Yeah. I, th- I don't think, well, you might know, I don't think you're like, your brain really like finally kind of stops growing until you're like 25 or something. Interesting. Which is why football becomes kind of an issue and like the concussive sport is because you're doing it at a young age to a growing brain. Right. Yeah. It's the scary part about that. Yeah. So it would make sense that we're not done learning right. yet. Right. Until exactly. Like, I didn't feel like I had a handle on anything till maybe I was in college. Maybe yeah. my first year through Highland. I was going to say, like, I feel like after college, like, you really realized, you know, like, your, like, insurance and your car insurance and your cell phone and everything, all those things add up. And you're like, oh, wow, like, this is what real life is all about. And Yeah, they don't teach you that stuff. They don't. You just kind of <laughs> live on your, or learn on your own, for sure. I harp on that all the time, is that I wish they'd taught me, like... I don't know. The basics? Yeah. Like, which are the basics, I feel like, and it's just like, oh, well, everybody learns how to do that, but, I mean, obviously, you're kind of taught, but sometimes you think you can know it all, and then you go, and you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't really know that yeah, much about it. Most that. of the stuff I've learned and become good at, I just started doing it and had to figure it out. It yeah. would have been nice, you know, if somebody showed me how to, you know, adjust an equalizer or something while I was in school, you know, it, or giving you a YouTube video to watch because that's how YouTube. <laughs> a lot of people Come learn on. things these days. Come on, this is 1999. <laughs> right, I'm we didn't like have YouTube. thinking like mid our mid-20s. Eh. If I was looking up dirty images, I would have to wait for like... It to it think? It would have to like load from the top <laughs> yeah. very, very slowly. Oh, yeah, with the lines. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All down your page, right? I would build pixels. <laughs> Sometimes you might get kicked off and you have to start all over. Oh, the days of the, yeah, the phone line uh, internet. Yeah, being a viral teen when I was, uh, during the days of dial-up. Yeah. And we didn't even really have, I don't know about you, but I don't remember getting my first cell phone until like, I think my senior year of high school. And that was like, if I were, if I was going, you know, into Freeport or if if I was going somewhere with a friend, but I don't remember having a cell phone prior to my senior year. Most people had like the family cell phone. Yeah. If somebody was going out. Right. If you're going more than 10 mile radius, take the phone that's sitting on the counter. We're going to stay home and watch whatever show we watched back then. And wait for our our, um, landline to ring if you need anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I had to use it once, I think. Got into a car accident outside of Stockton where I was just going too fast and the sign was rusted away at night oh yeah or no maybe that that was even that one oh my only real car accident yeah (laughs) okay we can talk about that yeah i don't think i know that was uh oh boy well we're not gonna get into any names but i (laughs) I was i was at a party i was at a party okay okay i was not at an age that I should be at a party. Mm-hmm. And it was in Stockton. I, I went there, you know, maybe I had a drink. I've, sure. I've never been one to get out of control drinking. I've yes. been one to get too intoxicated, but I never I never did it while I knew I had to drive, drive or take care of other people. But 
that's probably the worst part. And I'm like, somebody else is driving. I'll have like seven more beers than <laughs> I should. But that's me. I'm a bad person. <laughs> that makes silly judgments. But regardless, so I went there. I was hanging out for a bit. You know, just young kid. That was back when I had the Le Mans. <laughs> so I just hung out for a little bit. Didn't really know anybody. So then I left again. Got outside of Stockton. It would be Airport Road, I think. Yep. There's like a cement factory down there. Yeah. So I'm heading out on Airport Road. And I go in the back to... Because, you know, we have books of CDs to change CDs. <laughs> I go to find my CD book. Neither one of them are in there. And we're talking... <laughs> we're talking for a 16-year-old amount of CDs. Uh, me... Okay, guys, you, you've heard the music I listened to. I, you heard the music I've played for you on the podcast. This is, I bet I had two grand worth of CDs in the back of my car. <laughs> and they were all gone. So I whipped a shitty and went screaming back to, you know, figure some shit out. I was, I was never going to find them. CD, CD theft of books was like one of the biggest crimes you could do to anybody back in the day. So... I was heading back east or west towards Stockton. So I'm heading, you know, to Pearl City mm -hmm. and we're going back to Stockton. And that sign at the T, airport and whatever road that is. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. <laughs> is just completely rusted, if not covered by branches or something. And <laughs> I'm just, I'm pissed. I'm not, not drinking or anything. Just mad. Somebody just stole 200 of my CDs probably. And I just right see the T and I just locked him up, turned the car sideways a little bit. And there's a guy wire on a big electrical pole that caught the back uh, driver's side quarter panel right over the tire oh. of my car. And I, I, I just missed the pole of it. You know, I hit the guy wire, but yes. I didn't hit the pole. And now being an electrician, I know those distances. So I missed it by like 10 feet. Oh my <laughs> I had gosh. 10 feet to guide through. So the back quarter panel of my car hit this guy wire and the front of my car just probably just missed it. But I know I had to, I had to have hit my head like on the where the seatbelt straps come yes. out. Yes. I guarantee it because it's it was the weirdest feeling when I finally like came to. It was like I came to out of a out of a fuzz. Like it, everything was distorted and just like everything was white and then all of a sudden the light and my focus came back into reality and I could and I was just like oh jesus glasses oh were missing <laughs> and oh I'm in a ditch gosh. but it just hit that so I just start my car I drive out of the ditch and I park it this is how I think I know I was knocked out because in like 3 or 4 minutes the paramedics show up which means, you know, nobody calls in no. Stockton for an on-call right. emergency system because they don't have full-time in Stockton. At least I don't believe they do. No, they I have full-time on-call, but still they would have to get to the station, yeah. jump in the ambulance, yeah. reach that spot, which isn't that far away. I mean, I was probably only out for a few minutes, if that. But So you think you called? No, I didn't call. Actually, it, that's... I, oh. di I didn't actually use a cell phone call okay. to do any of this that's, stuff. Okay, but <laughs> that's what I thought it might have been. Is like I don't know. The cell phone. Just something about what we were talking about sparked this story in my yeah. brain. And yeah, that was the worst car accident I've been in. Wow. And you were you think you were like right oh, at 16? 
Oh, yeah, I knew I was. Okay. Yeah, because okay. uh, of the car that I was driving. Oh, yeah, yeah, That was yeah. when I had to get rid of it. <laughs> so okay. at best, I was 17. Okay. Yeah, maybe something. It was Scary. 16, 17, 18, something like that. But I lost my glasses, and the, the cops went down, and they were, like, looking around, and I guess my glasses were hanging on, like, a, a some weeds. <laughs> like, just not on the ground, not anywhere. They were they caught in a, some weeds, and they were just hanging in the middle of the in the middle of this plant. <laughs> oh, random. Yeah. Knowing what I know now, I know that I got a concussion because I got, I had to get out and throw up oh. <laughs> of the cop car that I was sitting in. Oh my gosh. Okay, waiting yeah. for somebody to come and get me. Yeah. So now they like, did not take you in ambul- by ambulance though? No, I refused it. Oh, badass at 16. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I wasn't cut. I wasn't really bruised. Right. Like just, I'm not hurt. I really just hit my head hard. Yeah, yeah. Gave myself a little concussion. And that's what they say is you get real nauseous after that. Yep, yep. Could have been an alarming amount of shock that I was going into also. Right. It was just into a car accident. So. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. So. Over a thing of CDs, I still have. I don't even know why I still have my case of CDs. I'm like, I should probably like I would find a Pinterest project or like something. I'll look over there. That's just. Oh, Funny. That's a big stack of CDs right there. That's nothing. That's like rookie grade CD stacks from well, my life. Well, and you're really into music, so I probably had like one fifth, I mean like, or not even like one twentieth of what like your CD pile is. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe one one hundredth. <laughs> I don't know. I've bought, I've, I've put a lot of, I've put a lot of effort and money into mm-hmm. music throughout my Do you still put a CD in like a C- do you still have a CD player? I have I have a small little like 12 CD holder in my car yet that I still okay. put its CDs in. I could just as easily bring it up on my Spotify on right. my phone but then it takes data and I'm kind of cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just something about CDs, right? I mean, I have a 5 disc player and I don't even know the last time that I the only thing that I remember is back when like Frozen was big. My niece and nephew wanted to listen to Frozen mm-hmm. and um, oh, Pontoon. Yeah, right. Yeah, you probably went through those too. And I um, didn't have it on my phone, so I stuck in the CD. And those are probably the CDs that are still in my um, five disc CD player that I have in my car. <laughs> yeah. Pontoon and Frozen. Pontoon. Yeah. Do you know that song? That country song on a pontoon. Oh, you mean that garbage? Yeah, the garbage that they play the, on the, the radio. The garbage, yeah. My niece and nephew <laughs> like that like three years ago, and now they don't even request; they just sing the songs that are on the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very twangy. Yeah, yep, yep. Yep, you got it. That's the song. Sorry. <laughs> that's funny. For somebody growing up and living in a uh, Pearl City and to hate country, that's. Probably not. No, no, I get it. But once you once you grow out of the small town life and you learn of really, really amazing artists, music, yeah. like this guy Frank Turner that I'm just starting to listen to a lot, and you listen to like his lyrics and the song and all that stuff. Oh, I get it. And then you go back to on a palm tune. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, man. This guy's singing about his heroin addiction problem, and this guy's just talking about drinking on a freaking boat. <laughs> Give me a break. Who's got talent? I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of... I like a lot of different times, types of music. Like, I'm not super particular. And I'm not a good, very judge of music like you. Um, but. I'm not. Music is meant to be received in many different ways. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
But if you're just talking about a musician talking about what's better, <laughs> not even better, just what's harder to recreate. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, if I was going to do a, a rock band cover band, it takes a little bit. Well, shit, I did do a rock band cover band for yeah. a few years. But if I was going to do a country cover band, there's like seven chord progressions you really need to know. And you're pretty good. And you, you can, can do that. You can play. Yeah. <laughs> How long ago was that that you had your band? Five years. Okay. Five years ago. Four years, probably. Okay. Okay. Soon to be five years. Yeah. Just bef- I stopped to uh, get married and have kids and stuff. Yeah. 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 So Soon this year be... is your fifth year anniversary with Jenny? Is oh, it? gosh, no. No. It'll be... I it was longer than that. Oh, we got married in 2010. Okay. So, okay. Wow, time flies. Seven yeah. years. So it's been, yeah, this will be our... Yeah, this will be seven years. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. But we've been together for 12 years. Yeah. I count our first date as her 20th birthday, and she's 32. Oh, perfect. <laughs> You've got some good math going on there. <laughs> 72714. Uh, that's, that's how I know my son's birthday, because it's 727 equals 14. Oh. 72714. And uh, Kinley is just the hard one. Yeah. Yeah. She's 10, 15. 10, what is that? Shoot. Uh-oh. 10, 15, 12. Yes. She'll be five this year? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's how my trying to remember all those weird birthdays. brain, I don't know. What's that called, teacher, when you have to correlate it to something to remember it? It's what mentalists use. Yeah. Um, like people who can I, recognize 80 people well, by you, their faces and recall their names and stuff. They're yeah. like, oh, he's Jerry. Like he's got a green memory? tie. Oh, he's got a green tie. He's Jerry Green. Jerry Green tie. Oh, funny. Um, I don't know, like a photographic memory? Mm-hmm. Like you just like kind of relate those things to... I don't know, like either situations. Like I feel like that's how I used to like study for exams and stuff in college. Well, probably even high school. Like you relate them to things and there's like some reason why you should memorize it that way or know this. Weird. So what was was your experience through high school? Hmm. I went through it being a skinny male who got picked on a lot. But I was also goofy in the class clown. So everybody kind of liked me too. Yeah. Yeah. You were a class clown. Um, I honestly, like our class, um, was super, super close. Um, for those of you who don't know, Pearl City is a super small uh, town. Throw out some of your good friends from that time. Um. Or still this time, I'm sure, but definitely um, during those years, just to give me an idea. Sure. Yeah. You'll remember once I start throwing them out there. Um, Lindsay Hass, which is Lindsay Plague and Cool now, um, Nikki Rogers, Heather Blackmore, Josie Kempel, Amanda Burchin, uh, Matt Mullen, a.k.a. Tuna, uh, <laughs> Caleb Bingham, Kyle Simons, Todd Kuhlmeyer, Tim Pauly, Derek Irwin, Co. Kempel. All right, all right. I yeah. see I see yeah. quite a few of those people on right. a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kyle was on uh, the wrestling team with me. Yes, yes, that's right. Yep. Him and Matt. Matt Faulkner. Faulkner, Matt Faulkner, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we graduated... Um, our class, our graduating class was 46. I always want to say 42, but I think it was 46. So it was a super small class, but... Wait, wait we were less than that, so come on. Your class was smaller? Mm-hmm. I feel the class smaller ahead of us... Smaller than 46, for sure. Yeah? Yeah, it was Maybe closer to like a... 40, I think. Okay. 
which is six is a big difference when you're talking that number, you know? Well, it is. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. It really is. When you're going to say we had a super small class and you're standing next to somebody who's even smaller, who's even smaller. Yeah. Well, then the class ahead of us was, I mean, I, if I had to guess, I think it was less than 40. Um, and they were always known as, so the, I'm not like throwing anybody under the bus, but they were always known as kind of like the rebel class, like, you know, got in trouble, like in, like they were just like, um, in class, I feel like the teachers always looked at our group of like our class as like a super close knit class. Like we were always, um, we always got along with all of our classmates. And so I just kind of think that that was a cool thing about our class is that everybody kind of got along and we were a good group of friends. Um, actually coming up, oh, is our 15 year class reunion? Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I really, I enjoyed high school. Um, I played a little bit of sports, um, started working like junior, senior year, kind of got, um, a little bit disinterested. What was your first, what was your first job? Uh, the, um, oh my gosh, a sub express at the Pearl City Boco at age 14. <laughs> Local gas station. Yeah. And you remember where I lived growing up, but right down from the high school. Oh, So like right, I literally sure. walked like 30 seconds to get to work <laughs> as a 14 year old. So you... At 14, a majority of your life consisted on one street that was like a block long. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Maybe two blocks long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> went to school one way, went to work the other way. Yeah, yep, for sure. Yeah. Sub so, Express. My first job was, my first, well, I was a farmer. Right, with your dad. Torkelson Cheese Company. <gasps> Throwing oh. cheese in boxes was my first actual really? real job. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, there's a whole loopy story to how I actually do what I do now through all that but okay I think I've, I'm sure I've explained that one before probably my old boss and my current boss were friends my current boss had a guy quit and my old boss was like well this kid's too smart to work at a cheese factory so he kind of was like hey go work for this guy nice <laughs> nice <laughs> It's yeah. not always about what you know. It's about who you know. So uh, if I've learned anything from that, it's definitely getting into this fish tank program and yeah. stuff and just, I don't know, uh, the inner workings of just like a city and mm-hmm. social status and stuff, yes. all the bull crap that I hate. Yes. <laughs> I yes. walk into a meet the people event and there's like name tag stickers to put on your chest and I revolt with disgust. I'm like, <laughs> you can ask me my name. I'm not going to write I'm not wearing Scott name on tag. this stupid three by five sticker on my button up shirt. <laughs> Ugh, nothing makes me want to just. That's really funny. I name do tags. not. That is not my style. Yeah. I will, yeah. I will walk into a room and just go, my name is Scott. Right. I'm well, not wearing a name tag. I'm not wearing a name tag. And you're more personable. Like you like to hold conversations with people. Yes. You'll figure out who I am pretty quickly. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I'm not very shy about too many things. No. Okay. So high school is fun. You're working Subway sandwiches. Yep. Yep. All right. So the big step goes. You move or after Highland. Highland was just Highland, right? Highland was fun. I actually, um, I feel like I met some good people um, outside of Pearl City. You know, when I um, was in high school, I hung out with people from Lena, people from, you know, Shannon Lanark, Eastland area. Um, not really many people from outside of the area. And so I feel like when I went to Highland, it was a lot of, um, you know, local people that I became friends with and hung out with and met like a new group of friends. 
Um, so that was kind of nice, um, and it was close to home. I was still able to work um, at that time. I don't think I anymore. I don't think I worked at Sub Express anymore. I worked at a salon as a receptionist all through like junior college. Um, so yeah, so it was kind of nice um, being able to meet people like from other you know surrounding communities and stuff at Highland. Yeah, it was it was good to know there was other weirdos out there. That's what I remember <laughs> about going to Highland, <laughs> sitting outside smoking a cigarette between classes, and then other just these random weirdo people would show up. I'm like, all right, these guys are more interesting. <laughs> it's like outside your your Pearl City yeah. group of people that you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, you'd had your your skinny, tall kid who wore the black trench coat, you know, that type of person. But those were the people I talked to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the people who were also probably picked on a little bit or yeah. weren't looked at as being cool. Maybe the class clown. Class clown. Yeah, funny. Those are the people I, I tend, I toward to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but not I'm, anymore. Don't you feel like you, as you've grown older, like you, I mean, I feel like you're... Oh, I like love everybody. Scope. Yeah, exactly. No, I, mean, I like, love everybody. If you smell bad and you're standing next to me, I'm going to not probably talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just if you're offensive to one of my senses for whatever reason, I'm not going to talk to you. But if you're, you know, if you're anything if other than that. If you are anything that, but smell bad, I will talk to you. <laughs> I, no. have, I have an issue with people who like to be really close to you when they talk to you. Oh, yeah. Like in your personal bubble. Like a bar, a bar seat next to a bar seat. That's that's a perfect amount of space for two people talking. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you can be a little closer if you're more friendly and it's loud or something. But if right. you've just met a person and they're literally... In your face? Like talking right at your face, I'll, I'll just keep stepping away from them and be like, <laughs> they'll uh, follow me. Right. They <laughs> well, don't get the hint. Well, I, I give them a hint. I'll be like, dude, you can't talk to me that close. <laughs> Social cues, man. Social cues. <laughs> yeah, I lack the... Uh, I don't know. I've always just been straightforward. The person, yeah, that would oh. be like if there's a booger hanging on your nose, I'd be like, "Hey, you, you got something on your nose." That's really funny. So I like, feel like oh. this is like it just keeps going from one little thing to another. That's, but I love it. This is what I like. I yeah. like it. So that is exactly who I am. Um, anybody at my school will tell you like they'll come up to me before like pictures. Like you know, we still have to get school pictures as teachers, and they're like, "Stacy, how do I look?" I'm like, "Perfect. Your hair's a little bit out of place," or. Oh, you've got hair like on your shirt or, oh, you have something in your teeth. Like I'm totally the one, like I'm straightforward. Like nobody wants to walk around looking like that. And I don't That's like I think, hide too. behind, like I'm that like, oh, well, I don't really want to say anything. Like I, I mean, if anybody's listening and they know me, they're like, yes, that's exactly who Stacy is. I think I'm it's compassion though. I think it's yeah. a compassionate because part you, of people. Because you care. Well, just if I was going to put myself in that person's shoes, I wouldn't want to be walking around with, you know. Toilet paper stuck on my shoe or a piece <laughs> yes, of broccoli of in my teeth. Right. You know, just generic <laughs> silly things. But I would like a friend, a true friend to come yeah. up and go, hey, get that shit out of your teeth. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, thank you. Yeah. I don't know how many times people, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, right. hey, you got kind of like some stuff in your nose. Yeah. I'd be like, oh. oh and then, they, and then oh. they like in the back of their head, they're like, oh, my gosh, how many people have I talked to? That yeah, and then I'll just go. Had that there, and they haven't cares. even said anything. It's been like two hours since I ate, and there's still stuff in my teeth. And like I talked to like ten people, and right. nobody said a word. Right, exactly. I'm like those people aren't your friends, right? <laughs> I'm your friend, right? True friends, true friends. <laughs> I'm, I'm upset. You're not at least drinking one old Milwaukee just for the. Oh, I might. I might. I might. No, I'm after, kidding. I might crack an old. What Milwaukee. What are you drinking? Actually, I don't even know. Um, it is White Claw hard seltzer water. So 
It is um, hard seltzer water. Yeah, so kind of like Lacroix. Like, have you ever drank Lacroix? Is it Lacroix or Lacroix? I don't know. Lacroix. It is. I don't know. Oh, I think it's called Lacroix. But it could um, be called Lacroix if you know uh, the phonetical speaking of it, an X in that type of. It probably could be. No, there's a there's another podcast I listen to that has a battle about whether it's Lacroix or Lacroix, <gasps> and it's kind of a joke. Oh, okay, funny. I was going to say because anybody listening probably I'm assuming would. But know it's it. Lacroix. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's Lacroix. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's kind of like Lacroix, but it's like a hard seltzer. So, um, what's the big thing? Um. Henry's, like Henry's or like not your father's root beer, like it's a hard soda. So this is like hard seltzer water. So I mean the sugar, the sugar drinks they sell? Yes, but there's no, um, this has, um, okay, so it's not as bad. It's four grams of sugar in a can of this, whereas like hard soda is probably like. I seen a woman today with a giant jug, like giant jug. It's probably a liter-ish of Gold Peak tea, but it said it was diet tea and i'm like i would love to <laughs> i almost wanted to just grab it from her i'm like there's probably seven servings in this jug and each one of those servings probably has like 12 grams of sugar in it mm-hmm. but it's diet, but it's diet. tea yeah, yeah it says yeah. diet tea yeah. it's got less calories yeah it's like yeah well what about all those glucose calories that you have yes. to worry about but also? a lot of people i feel like there's like certain people that like count calories and are hardcore about calories and then other people are like oh how much sugar is in that and people are looking at certain things, and that's kind of what they focus on. I more look at, um, not to get into this, but I more look at, like, the ingredients. Um, I don't necessarily always count calories. I do look at the sugar content because I try to stay away from a ton of sugar. <clears throat> so, but I feel like I'm more of an ingredient reader rather than um, calories or that kind of thing. So, just me personally. People that I follow on social media that I like trust their opinion on health and wellness and stuff like that. It, it seems to be there's a, a an increasing amount of evidence linking cancer to a, sh- a high sugar diet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy when you start thinking about, you know, all the people that uh, you've known to deal with it or mm-hmm. have had it or something like that. And it's like, well, crap, I remember back when everybody blamed fat for being unhealthy and then yes. they just started cramming all this other stuff into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, something to think about, but yeah. I'm not that Food type of person. Thought. So Highland to you was just the, see how I do that? And yeah. we just go right back onto Squirrel. the... Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I ran it. For those out there in podcast land, I ran into Stacy Wednesday night. I was filling up growlers at the Generations generations brewery and she was just having fun with some friends yeah. we had a good talk there but yeah <laughs> she was you were cracking me up yeah just uh from talking because you were like Squirrel zipping moments. off of one direction and then zip off on I another have a direction tendency to do that yes that's what yeah. you're the type of person this podcast was built for because i like just Zip, 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 zip. Yeah, and then you just pick up wherever they ask questions, right? Luckily, through 16 episodes of the podcast, I've trained my brain to come back to this, like, center line. Yeah, nice. So, yeah. same thing I kind of liked about Highland. My biggest part about Highland I liked was that I, I don't know, that it kind of taught me that I am kind of smart. Because I didn't want to go to school. School Mm -hmm. is just like a thing you had to do. Right. Like you were expected. Yeah, for sure. But then when you go to Highland, it's all become, you know, like, okay, I work this day. 
from X to X, and then I have class here and there, and you're the only one that has to get yourself there. Right, yeah, like you are solely responsible for yourself. And, I mean, not like anybody who went to a four-year college, like awesome, good for them. I just felt like personally, like uh, junior college was a good fit for me, um, and I was still like close enough to home, like I didn't have to pay room and board, because um, my mom's nice and it charged me, but I didn't have it's to pay room real, and board. That's what school should really be. Yeah, I mean, I... Um, if anybody were to ask my opinion, I would definitely suggest that. But I also know that there are people out there that are made for four-year colleges and jump right off and go to a four-year college. And I mean, if that's for you, that's totally fine. Like I'm not in here to judge anybody, but people whose parents have a lot of money. Yes. Or, or they have big dreams or have like maybe scholarships or, you know, whether no, it be... I get it. That's, that's just being kind of mean about it, but you're being mean. I'm being nice. There is a lot of, uh. <laughs> It's a lot of a debt to accrue if you don't have wealthy parents. Shit, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I found that out after. Um, well, I did have. Yeah, so let's go. We're going to ISU now. Yep, uh, went to ISU. So did you get an apartment? Did you have a? I did. You yeah, you got an apartment. Did you have roommates? Yeah, I did. Um, I will never forget my address, and I don't know why. I think it's because it's just one number. Four, I know. <laughs> four floor away. Like I will never forget my address down at oh. school. <laughs> Seven. No, four. Four. Just the oh, number four. four. <laughs> yeah. It was just four? Just four. Weird, wow. right? Yeah. But, so what would the... Uh, I guess it doesn't matter, but... So it's just instead of my places, XXX, X Street. Right. Like three would, or four numbers. Right. It's just four. Four. Yeah. <laughs> I was back in like this little cul-de-sac. Um, I was on the third floor and uh, my roommate and I, we went and looked at a lot of apartments down there. And, ugh, like, I was just like, oh, my gosh, is this where we're going to have to live in? Like, so sorry, it but it looks 2000 like a shithole. 2004, what's, Four. what's rent at an ISU? Um, how many, how many roommates this. did you have? Just one? I just had one roommate. It was a two-bedroom. If I, I could be completely wrong, but I want to say it was like 350 So we each paid $175. That's actually pretty good. I could be totally wrong. That might be my first apartment. 350's not uh, not out of the realms, though. What was it, like a, a tri-level, or was it just a big apartment complex? Um, nope, it wasn't a big apartment complex. There was, um, so it was two sides, three stories high, so there was six, there was like 12 apartment, or tw- yeah, 12 apartments in this one, like, building. So um, maybe kind of what's, like, what's over by Highland on Kiwanis a little bit? Yes. Um, I think that has a little bit more because I over used by the to, uh, the cross the the whatever the big uh, Christiany church that they built over there where you may have gone to have a couple beverages at like a Highland Friends apartment maybe not those okay not those no on the other side of the street maybe down a little bit I don't I only remember it because okay. my my friend Chris lived there for a little while Paul okay okay. But, yeah, um, it's college. It's a yeah. 12 apartments to a one yeah, section. It was building. small. Like, okay. I mean, I had been to some that were like, I mean, it was like a huge apartment complex. This was pretty small. Um, I mean, it was perfect for us. Like it was, I just had one roommate, like I said. That's good. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely, I um, used to actually go pick up a good friend um, on a regular basis from the dorms. She was two years younger than me, actually from Freeport. Caitlin Copas is her name. Um, she's Sup, from Caitlin. Freeport. And I met her down at ISU, which is super random. Um, never no, it knew isn't. her. No. No, you you'd be surprised at the people I've met that are from the area, or that I met just, just on a random doing, note. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, but she was in the dorms, and 
Um, I don't ever remember staying at her place, but I remember her staying at my place probably three nights a week. Um, so it just, um, I don't think, I mean, I went and visited plenty of friends in college, stayed at the dorms, showered with flip flops. I did that thing as a guest. Um, but I'm glad that when I moved down there that I had my own apartment. I'm just saying. I remember having to be super sneaky and going into the all-girls bathroom in the middle of the night if I was <laughs> visiting a couple of friends. <laughs> I was like, I'd just be like... <laughs> or like a backpack like, with a beard. Excuse me, if there's women in here, I'm yeah. a guy, I just have to pee. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dorm, yeah. It was... Um, I mean, it was fun while it lasted. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, like this so is... What, what did you do for some cash down there? Um, so I did like a before and after care program. I th- it was through the Y, which I actually did here um, when I was at Highland. I also did the same thing. So I did that down there and then I did some respite care for child care. Yep. Child care. Pick up at the drop Y. Off or, yep. Mm-hmm. So parents can go to work and then come yep. back, pick them up. And then they would, um, I think it bus to school or they were right there in that facility. Um, and then I also did some respite care for, um, children with disabilities, which obviously was my, what does mine. that mean? Respite? Um, it is. I'm good with words, but yep, no, explain it's, it to me. It is, um, pretty much a child care for children with special needs. Okay. So we go to their house and provide child care services, but we had to like get thumb printed and background checks and everything. And so the, the facility actually did all that so that these parents of children with special needs were able to call up and be like, okay, I need somebody on Tuesdays and Thursdays from this time, or I need somebody occasionally on Saturday nights for when we so go like have a temp, pizza. a temp hiring service, but for care of someone yes. with special needs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they could call, they could contact the person that they wanted. And then, yeah, it was, um, it was like childcare for kids with special well, I'm needs. I'm sure there was a vetting process too, where you almost have to meet the client before you can oh, officially yes. get hired by yes. the said family. So I got, yeah, I got hired through the facility, but then the um, family that had the child with special needs, they would then in, usually invite me over. Sometimes they'd call and just be like, hey, can you come like a half an hour early? They just obviously, I think, trusted the people that this facility hired because they did the extensive like, sure. search on the people. Well, that's so. good, yeah, because flexibility in child care is yeah, <laughs> as you the know. whole reason I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff that's really scary. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need the flexibility. Right, yeah. Um. So, yeah, those were my two. Um. That's what I did down there. I mean, I used to, ugh. I remember getting up and like having to be at the Y at like six o'clock in the morning. And I wasn't your typical, like what people would put in like your college student category. Um, I didn't go out like every single night and then like stay up till two and get up at six. That, that's, that's still me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not two, but it's midnight at least and still get up at six. When I worked at the cheese factory, it was five thirty. No, it was six thirty. I had to get to work at six thirty and it was five thirty on Saturdays. <laughs> oh, and you went to bed at like 3.30? Oh, there was a couple nights I just drove Didn't even go home. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and like, I remember, yeah, there was more than one night where I drove to work and just slept for two hours in the parking lot because I knew if I got sleep at home, I was not going to go to work. Up. Oh, funny. Yeah. And, then, you know, once people started rolling in in the morning, they'd come up and, Scott, Scott wake, wake up. up. Time for work. I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why I have a, such a problem with hangovers right now, because <laughs> I was doing it then, too. Right, right, yeah. Funny. Well, that's good. So you graduated yeah. from ISU with what? What's your What's your big thing? What'd you pay all that money for? What's on your um, wall? What does it say? Learning Behavior Specialist 1. 
learning behavior specialist. Which means I can teach um, ages 6 to 21 um, with special needs. Great. In any realm, like any, pretty much any realm of things. Like I just got done, I'm with my 11th year of teaching self-contained special ed, which is um, students with um, a lower cognitive ability. Um, many of them had what's called an intellectual disability. And now um, this next school year, I'm actually starting um, in a new position. I was in need of a change. So I'm starting a new position next year for um, in the uh, resource room. Like So it's more of a resource teacher. So the kids are a little bit higher functioning. Um, they usually typically have like a learning disability. So Such as switch up. specifically, what are um, some of the symptoms or not even symptoms, but what are some of the, what do you even call it? Well, like the, the actual, di- like they, so they usually are, um, like their primary disability is a learning disability. Okay. So they might have a little bit of a delay in like language arts or math. And so then they would come So it just all kind of gets culped into, it's just called a learning disability. They, mm-hmm. they have an issue with yes. comprehension Typically, yes. and like, learning. Yes. Yep. They just might um, learn at like a little bit of a slower pace compared to their typical aged peers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get to stay at my same school, which is pretty cool. So yeah, on my 12th year of teaching and finally changing it up. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. What do you mean by changing it up? Um, just because I've been doing the same thing for 11 years. Um, and I'm still obviously a special ed teacher. And for some people listening, they um, it might kind of get all grouped together. So I was teaching more, um, for lack of better terms, like severe and profound students that were um, functioning a lot lower than low, like, low functioning individuals. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where, See, people is... like you put it in like terms like that you understand exactly. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Perfect. I'm the conduit between what people who know what they're talking about are to people who don't know what you're yeah, talking about. I'll come are. in the middle, meet you, and this is trust what me. Yeah. I've had 15 years of trying to explain why the people's electricity didn't work when I showed up, and then it worked when I left. <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't really care that in between. I just if that's my problem, like oh, perfect, you had it going. What was the problem in layman's know. terms? I don't know how many times I've said. If I could explain electricity, I would have a lot more money than I already do right now. Yeah. We're like, well, why did that breaker trip? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not tripping now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Funny. So do you like what you do? Is it what I you do. always wanted to do? Um, no, it's not. I actually, um, I really wanted to go into like early childhood education, which is um, teaching kids that are... Um, Maybe third that grade and is, down. Um, yes, exactly. Yep. Okay. First to eight. So... Um, that was really what I wanted to do, and um, I started working. Because you don't really have to teach anything. You have to more just teach them to knock it off. Uh, maybe. <laughs> well, no, not true, not true. Obviously, I'm no. generalizing it yes. from yeah. my perspective. Um, so that is um, birth to eight. So I was really interested in that. Like, I loved the little I, – I still love little kids like that age. Like, they're right. so fun. But Well, I make fun of it because I think I, me and my wife – do a pretty fantastic job of trying to teach our kids outside of school mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm aware that yeah. that probably is not the case for every child that you have to take care of as sure. a teacher. Sure. Which can, it's probably, that's probably one of the harder things, is it not? That uh, Yeah, like having follow through at home is always obviously ideal because we're, 
I mean, I want to be ahead of what they're teaching my kids. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm not going to sit down and teach them algebra. Right. No. (laughs) But they're also four. (laughs) Right. So I'm not thinking about that right now. Yeah. I mean, I just think like some of the basics like that you learn at home, we follow through with at school and vice versa. So I think that it's nice to have um, more of the like the, you know, like both home and school are playing like an equal part in the child's life. And so I think that that's super important. Um, and yes, sometimes you don't get that and there are various reasons why, and I'm not going to judge anybody for it not happening. I just think that it's super important that you have that on both ends, um, of a child's life because they have the same expectations no matter where they're at, you know, maybe not at grandma's, but everywhere else they pretty much have the same expectations and that's why I think it's super important. So yeah. I like to think of the world you're living in as constantly telling you to learn, constantly showing you new things. It's yes. just, you're just going to always going to be learning. You're going to mm-hmm. keep your eyes open. I think that's how I learned most of everything is I, I kind of just kept my eyes open. Yeah. And just that's what we watch. just, yeah, we talked about that earlier. I think it's just that you learn a lot from that if you really keep an open mind. And it would help if the only time you learn isn't from X to X. And yes. then when you get home, it's whatever. Yeah. Turn the Do TV whatever. on. Yep. Here's some Cheetos. Yeah, and absolutely. A Dew. Because what you learn at home and what you learn at school obviously are different but it's kind of like it all like melts together kind of um you know even when you're out in the community or whatever you're doing you know teaching them manners and that kind of thing you're constantly as a father you're constantly teaching your kids whether you like realize all that small stuff but on the same flip side they're constantly learning as kids even though they're not like i'm not sitting at a desk like i'm not learning the greatest pride i get is when i get compliments that my kids are polite Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's that's all I care about. Yes, they can learn to grow up and be assholes. Huge, but <laughs> huge. They're just just saying, okay, thank you, or please, or. Yes. I actually like, and this is kind of a weird teacher thing in me because not everybody probably does that, but I could be out and about and like see some little five year old stranger, little kid, or whatever. And if I like hold the door for them and they say thank you, or if I do anything and they use their manners, I immediately like, oh, good manners, buddy. Like I just, I really see that as a big. Um, like it's a big value in life. Like you're going to get a lot farther probably if you have manners, um, than without manners. And so I just feel like that is the teacher in you. You know what happens to me when I say that? I say, you're welcome. (laughs) Because that's how the situation should go. (laughs) If you hold the door for somebody, they say, oh, thank you. You say, you're welcome. I do not. Good job, buddy. (laughs) No. Here's a treat. Good job. Scratch behind the ears. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not treating them like a dog. I usually obviously follow up with my manners, but I always notice that stuff in kids. So, smart ass. Better than a dumbass. <laughs> true, true story. <laughs> so yeah. So what's the uh, what's your favorite part about teaching? Apart from the fact that you get to touch lives by teaching them, I'm talking like the minutia. The fact that the part that I like most about being an electrician, I get to work out. <laughs> <laughs> and I get tan. Oh, funny. <laughs> well, I work outside, you know? Yes. Sometimes I have to dig with a shovel. I don't look at it as, oh, I got to dig with a shovel. I go, ooh, I'm going I'm to looks like I'm gonna build some muscle today, boy. Let's go. And I'm going to get a farmer's tan. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I wear like, I wear no shirt or tank top all the work. Um, I'd have to say, besides for like you said, quote unquote, touching lives. Um, honestly, like I just, I just really enjoy kids. Um, I mean, I have seven nieces and nephews who I just adore and they're my world. Like I love being around them. Um, I have lots of family that are, you know, 
young kids and I just, um, I just love kids. And so I just feel like, you know, being in the education setting, obviously, yes, I touch lives and help kids grow and get to see their progress, which is super exciting when I see that. But I just feel like kids in general, like are, um, I just, I love kids. So I think that overall of, as a like teaching perspective, I think that that's just, um, I'm just meant to work with kids. That's good to know. Yeah. So you, you think you know that? You think you know that for real though? You think you've had enough life experience to know that this is really what I want to be? Like you're happy doing it? Um, yeah, I mean, I am happy. I guess, um, you know, I've been in it 11 years. So I just re- recently like had a lot of big life changes. Um, and I, you know, I just was like, okay, I need to be 100% happy at my job. And I just kind of felt like I was getting to the point where I needed a change. Um, change is hard. It's not always easy, but yes, it's, I know. oh yeah, <laughs> you uh, for perfectly know here coming up. Taking and, a big yeah, change. Yeah. And sometimes it's, um, you just have to believe in yourself and go forward with what you think. I mean, what that changes in your life, what it is. And so just It's hard for people on. to believe in themselves sometimes. Yeah. Confidence and, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Confidence. It's not taught to people either. Sure. How to no. be confident. Every most everything that you would get now is you're, you know, oh, I can't, I can't look this certain way, or I can't be caught in ratty clothing, or if my hair's disheveled. It's going to be an issue. Yeah. You know, they don't breed confidence anymore. Yeah, and they don't I, tell a skinny, fifteen-year-old kid who grew up in a farming town to <laughs> it's okay to ride a skateboard and <laughs> <laughs> listen to punk rock music if you want. You're you're shamed for that. You're you know. But somewhere, somebody has probably given you confidence about different things in your life, right? I've had amazing parents and family yeah. around me for the whole time, for sure. Yeah. So they weren't the they weren't the best at showing me how relationships work, but <laughs> but also but, they did. Mm-hmm. But also they did. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, confidence, I feel like is you just have to believe in your gut sometimes and just do it. It's not always easy. I mean, it's never going to be easy. No, change (laughs) is never easy. That's why people um, have a hard time like going through with change. Like, oh, it's just so comfortable. Like, this is great. And then they, something changes in life and you're like, oh, wow. Like I had a hold in that. Like, what else do I need to change in my life? Yeah. You know, what's a bummer about that is you can not believe in yourself and get it done, but you can also get into trouble by over-believing in yourself and not preparing yourself for how hard this is going to be. True. True. Yeah. I think that's a millennial issue Mm -hmm. or the right now is anybody who's in the college age is overconfident in their abilities because for so long they've been told Oh, you're you're doing great. Yeah. Oh, here's a ribbon. You mm-hmm. you showed up. Good job. It's Even though your true. team lost yeah. seventeen to near yep. nothing. Yeah. Here's a ribbon. You did good. You did good. That's definitely no. You no. You suck. No. <laughs> you need to get better. Quit being so confident. But yeah. No. That's a positive. Yeah. We're talking positive yeah. energy here. Yeah. Positive. <laughs> yeah. I like to bring positivity. Okay. Now here's a small question I have. We've been talking a lot about teaching, but for most, if there's people out there that don't know, um, it's kind of, is it even told to you by the people that employ you that having a negative social uh, social media image or just, I, I know at least two or three people who are teachers that are not a big fan of being out at bars 
in the same place where their students are. Mm-hmm. Not their students, obviously. The students no, are in the bars. The parents, parents yeah. of the students are. Like For some reason, there's this negative stereotype that our teachers are not allowed to, you know, get hammered on the weekends. You know, they work Monday through Friday watching yeah. the kids that we raise. And I know how crazy my kids are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I send them off to this strange person who sees them for X amount of hours in a day. Yeah. And I know they're just driving them crazy because mm-hmm. that's what these kids do. Now, you're in a special situation with... Uh, Children with more uh, special needs mm-hmm. rather than just the general class populace, but because w- w- you there's no strangers here, you're not a person you know what a beer tastes like. I'll, I'll put it oh, that way, yeah. yeah. No, I'm no angel, like, absolutely. And but I, what do you think that is? That why are so many teachers afraid of being seen out in public just enjoying themselves? Sure. Like just living up their own personal freedoms and just, you know, if they want to have 17 beers, who cares? As long as they're not doing it from Monday to Friday. Sure. Um, but from your perspective and because you're, you're probably friends with other teachers, I'm sure you guys talk about this stuff, but why, what is... Nobody's the, ever asked me that question before. <laughs> right, right. But what do you no. think, what do you think is part of that? Now I have a theory of it in a conversation that I heard about the other night mm-hmm. It's because... Traditionally, teachers have always been women in particular. Mm -hmm. But if you think back long enough in history, women couldn't vote. They were always very subservient towards males. Mm -hmm. I mean, drinking and partying was the last thing you could do as a female. I think it's this old, like, just this old wisdom passed down from years to years that uh, the teacher has to be this the school marm she's she might be the piano teacher at the <laughs> local church sure um i mean that's just uh, something i heard that i never thought about that it could be but we can't we are in, we live in a society that does not allow our teachers to show that they like to get all fucked up on the weekends i mean that's it <laughs> And it drives me crazy because yes, it's, I know, per, it's a personal freedom. It's, right. Who cares? Yes. And I know how you feel about that. And we kind of talked about that a little bit. Like you are who you are and you're proud of it. And that's awesome. Um, and I'm not saying that like I'm not proud of who I am. I just I guess there's a little bit of something to be said about the people that are teaching your children every day. And I'm not speaking of myself. I'm just speaking in general here. Um, You probably hold them a little bit higher because they are teaching your children and helping kind of raise your children. And I just feel like it's one of those things that in the teaching profession, you, that is your profession. It is a professional, um, standard that you hold in people's lives. And I don't know if it's, and not everybody may feel the same way as I do. I'm just, um, a very, private person. I like to personally, and this is coming from me, I like to keep my personal and my professional life separate. I wish more people would do that. Um, (laughs) So see, like now you're saying that, but like on my end, like I just like to do that because I am a professional. I'm a teacher. Okay. I go to work. I work Monday through Friday, right? During the school year. Um, So I work Monday through Friday and 
I am there to teach these children. That is like my whole heart. Like that's what I'm there to do. And on the weekends and what I do outside of my school time, I just personally feel like I don't need to share all of that with the people in my professional world. Um, I, I, I guess I don't really have a like straight answer for you and everybody's answer I'm sure is going to be different. And I'm, I'm guessing that there are teachers like in the area that go out and have some drinks. Um, but so I remember from school, uh, Mr. Welp, our drama teacher, he was an English oh teacher. Gosh. He used to I think have he's to, still there. yeah, well, no? he, he's, I, okay. I can use the term was because I'm no longer at that school. Oh yeah. No, no. I'm not saying <laughs> that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I haven't heard that name but in a while. He would always just have to, he would drive around Pearl city just to have a cigarette. Oh, right. Right. Yes. I do. Yes. <laughs> and it always made me laugh. Because you know everybody's like, oh, don't don't smoke cigarettes. But I I totally was back then. I was a little smoking rebel. It's <laughs> I feel like it's kid. one of those things that, that that's just that is the and I don't know and I'm not trying to like because this sounds like super boastful like as as a teacher and I'm not putting like saying that, but I just feel like a teacher is um, looked at by these young children, you know. Um, and they look up to you like they're your role models. Like They're supposed to be a representative of what being an upstanding member of a society represents. Perfect. Did I, did I say I represents too many times? Um, no, no. I, I, yeah, being I, a teacher is not just clock in, clock out, like being right. an electrician. It's, Once I clock out. You're like, screw it, whatever. I can do whatever. Fuck your breaker. Yeah. I don't care. What? You turn your own breaker back on. I can do what I want. Yes. That's yes. Not, that's not the way I operate. But for a lot of people, that is how they operate. Right. Unfortunately, for a teacher, you have to always be aware of your image because as a shaper of young uh, individuals, you need to also teach them on the chalkboard, but you also kind of should be teaching them through your own actions. Yeah. I, I really because yes, actions we don't have speak chalkboards. louder than words. We don't have chalkboards anymore. Was oh, it all whiteboard? <laughs> just I just had to throw is, that out there. <laughs> what is chalk dust? Uh, a thing of the past. Real? Yeah, yeah. Is it? It's what oh. you write on. Erase, dry erase. Dry erase. Yeah. There's yeah. no chalkboards anymore. Um, Why? Who got sued for that one? I don't know. And like the, I mean, obviously, like now <laughs> smart boards, which are like the interactive like dry erase board, which we don't even have to get into. But yeah, like. Chalkboards are, you know, so 15 years ago or 20, whatever it is. Do you ever think there will be a time when there's no longer a classroom? Mm, yeah, scary, yeah. Where there's Maybe. technology will uh, advance itself to a point where the, the student can remotely access the classroom. I think it's already kind of happening in some places, but obviously you need lots of expensive equipment. Right. But to a point where, like, you know, every Joe Schlo has has an Apple iPhone, which yeah. is 9,000 times stronger than the best computers we had when I was going through high school. Right. Yeah. The big bulky What's ones. What's another 21 <laughs> years right. going to do from yeah. that? Yeah. I do feel like, I mean, and maybe this is me just being a little naive, I feel like there's always probably going to be teachers. But the number, um, I mean, yes, it's it's kind of crazy, like, what technology can do these days. So... Um, it's probably not um, crazy that you're saying like those types of things. I do think it's obviously way down the road, but um, who knows? Yeah. I'm hoping with the advent of technology, it becomes easier to teach a child at home. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, you can almost, as a parent, you're going to know your child the best. You can 
start to see what they take interest in, what they don't take interest in. Yeah. My big problem going through school is the stuff that I didn't take interest in. I just, they like negatively score you right. for stuff that you don't, I didn't care. Yes. I absolutely. knew in my life, I was growing up as a dairy farmer. I knew I did not need to know how to do advanced trigonometry and algebra. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I just, I didn't need it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, yep. it Ultimate best, I'm good with my hands. Yeah. I don't need to know. And now I, I still don't use it. Right. Yeah. I had to look up the Pythagorean theorem like 10 years ago oh. because I forgot it because yeah. I was uh, laying out a ceiling fan on a on a sloped ceiling. So I, I knew they wanted it X out and I knew how far it was from the floor to the thing. And I'm like, what the heck? I forget this other oh, <laughs> measurement. Funny. Yeah. So yeah. you've used it like once in the last 10 years. Probably. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that D that I got in math that year affected my GPA and then yep. it affected the rest of everything. Yeah. It's the big problem I have with school. Is there, is cause isn't Mon, what is this Montessori? Montessori. Yeah. I hear about it a lot. Isn't that kind of what it, what it's doing is it's, we don't have to go into depth about it. I just, cause I, I, I can't I hear I can't, a lot about it. Yeah. I just, I cannot honestly give um, a lot of information about that. I feel like because I, I am in a public school. Um, and so... Public school is great, too. Yeah, I mean... I But it, it is more of a private payout, pay a lot of money to um, be in those schools. I honestly, and I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but I'd rather not say anything because I don't want to say the wrong thing. So... Um, no, I like it. But I, I have like heard a lot of... Um, I have heard a lot of people um, talking about Montessori schools. But... Before I say the wrong thing, I'm not going to say anything at all. How about that? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Perfect. All right. Boy, we have covered. Here's what. Here's what's funny. Is this what? Is this how old teachers were when we were going through school? I don't think it was for us. Not for me. You mean like a younger generation? A lot of people I see now, they're like mid-30s, 40s, and they're all teachers. Is that the age of the teachers? when we were going through school, it's just, we couldn't recognize it like the age I am now. Yeah. I feel like we, so did I have teachers that were 35 and I was like, Jesus, that guy is old son. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously Uh, there was a couple that were, (laughs) you could tell they were of an older style, but yeah, I mean, it wears me out stuff like that. Like I'm at an age now where my parents like when my folks were 35, I was like, I was like 14 years old yeah. or something. Right, right, right. And I'm, I have a four year old. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Right. Yeah. It makes me, uh, it's, it's, it makes me think a little bit. The age difference, like of when. Like, I just feel like there's more young teachers nowadays than there ever was. Um, or is it always, it's, it just and I, could be the fact that they are now my friends and I just see them on Well, and they're probably in the school, media. in the school, in the school, in the school. Whereas like at Pearl City, I feel like, or at any school really, you've got your veteran teachers. You've got the ones that are going to like retire from that school, right? And there's a few at like this age bracket, a few at this age bracket, and they just keep getting. And then maybe once a year you get like a new teacher in because somebody retired or because somebody left. So the percentage of young teachers is a lot lower in a school, I feel like. But across the board, if you're looking at all of your friends on like social media, you're like, oh my gosh. Everybody who's uh, mid-30s right, to 40s is right is teaching, now, sure. but they're all probably right. like at who knows how many different no, that districts. Makes sense. I just, just, I think about things that way. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but, 
I mean, especially I don't... the one with my folks, where I was, I was like, oh my god, how old they were and what they were doing, and yeah. like, yeah, yeah. No, I think the same thing. I'm like, at what age I am now, um, and then like, I'm trying to remember. My mom was, I mean, around my age when like she had me and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so weird to think about that kind of stuff, you know, like to look back and be like, oh, I thought they it's were called, so old. It's called adult things. Yeah, I know. Right. Becoming an adult, you start to figure out, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, nobody really had it figured out. They're just holding on just by the seat of their pants and yep. <laughs> okay. Just hoping like hell it all works out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh. So you said you just recently got your Floyd card. Oh, look at you how, looking on your notes. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah, well, I have to take notes. Yeah, no, I like it. We get rambly around here. Rambly, yeah. I'm good at rambling, yeah. <laughs> so why? Why did you decide to get a Foyd card? Just because being a uh, owner of a firearm is lucrative? Is it is it sexy? Or are you, afra- <laughs> are you afraid of people harming you? Or are you just like, guns are cool. Let's go uh, figure that out. Um, good question. And... My answer might not um, appeal to a lot of people or some people, I guess I should say. So when I bought my house back in November, um, I was like, I need a, like a home security. So I was like, I want internet, cable, home security, right? Um, not naming the company. Um, that didn't happen. Home security. I went with two different companies. Rhymes didn't have with, home security. Rhymes with DB. Mm. No. <laughs> Who the heck was it? No, no, it does not. I was trying to think of who it was. Nope, wasn't them. Um, And so I was just like, I really want home security. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like, so anyways, fast forward, I was just like, you know what? I just want a gun. I just want a gun. So I um, have, so my first time shooting a gun was last summer. Really? At age 32, right? 32. Right. Well, you're talking to... Right, somebody that grew up with like probably a BB gun when he was like twelve or probably eight, right? Seven, six, five, four, three. Going down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've been shooting um, guns as long as I can remember. I didn't. Um, neither my dad nor my stepdad really were into guns, so I didn't really. Um, I wasn't like born and raised around them. You know, like some kids like sports or like fishing or like. I like camping the accuracy part of shooting. I like Mm -hmm. having a target and hitting the target. So that's what I, like, when I shot last um, summer. So what's the first gun you think you ever shot? Was it a handgun? Yes. I was like, oh, geez, like the numbers and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that confuses me still. Oh, good, good. Because I was like, I don't know. But yes, it was a handgun. Um, Had a target. It was down at my um, sister's down in Indianapolis. And they bought a farm recently. And so I was out. um, And my brother-in-law's really good friend who was very good at teaching me give a little shout out to Murph. Um, he was very up, good. <laughs> he was very good at teaching you all the safety points, which I really liked because I took a hunter safety education class through yeah. the Illinois department of resources when I was maybe 12 or 13. Yeah. And that was, yeah, it's, it's boring. I knew right. everything they were telling me, but it is good to think about it's it. It's important. And that's a lot of like, you know, a couple people that I've told, they're like, oh, I'm so scared. I'd probably shoot somebody. And I'm like, well, that's the important it's part. Really, it's, it's really hard to shoot somebody. Right. Not I mean, just accidentally. It's right. really hard to shoot somebody. And even if you're aiming, right. <laughs> in exactly. A, in a right. moment of extreme exactly. adrenaline and passion and terror. Yes. So I just, um, so, she, um, so he kind of like showed me the ropes and like 
it was girls weekend with my sister. And so these guys were like, okay, we're going to show you how to shoot. So like my aunt shot a gun for the first time. She's probably like mid sixties. Like, so it was kind of fun. Um, so then fast forward to, um, this March, um, I shot for the second time ever and I shot like a handful of guns. Um, they were all handguns, had a target, and again, um, my best friend Kristen, her husband is actually, um, he is um, certified to, for Illinois and Wisconsin, I believe, if I'm wrong, please, um, to get their concealed carry. I think carry. they'll forgive us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he can, um, he... Train? Yes, for concealed carry. So he's like oh. very good. They um, have a, um, de- like a really good piece of property that um, they... Um, have targets and they do like shooting they have like a shooting range and stuff so he actually was a second person that kind of shot um showed me how um to use a gun and so i um did that back in march and so now that i have my foid card i am my cousin jason he was like when are you gonna come out shooting and keith was like hey let's do this so yeah so i'm just um Really looking to shoot more guns just to see, like, what kind of gun I want. So you've never shot a rifle or a shotgun? No. Oh. We're going to talk. We're going to talk. I think for people that are concerned with home security and as far as owning a gun, a shotgun is number one. Yeah, but that's like that big, long thing. Like, I don't need, like... What do you want to do? Do you really want to shoot somebody? Or do you want to go and scare the dude and make him? Sorry, it could oh. be a female breaking into your house, but stereotypically not. But <laughs> good point. Okay, but you know how shotguns are. People use them for bird hunting. We just blast a spread of pellets yeah. in a specific direction. I whereas, know exactly what it looks whereas like, yeah. a handgun is just one little tiny, you know, three gram little bullet. Going towards a target, whereas yeah. a shotgun is just so you can be half <laughs> half naked wearing your 90, 90 times best <laughs> and just pull that thing out from and just aim in a specific direction. If you're in, if shooting. you're in a really threatening position, yeah. yeah, you're gonna hit your target. Yeah. Whereas with a handgun. So I've never shot one of those, so maybe um next time we talk I'll be like, hey, you were right. I really like that. Maybe not. <laughs> it's, it's loud and it goes boom. That's about it. Yeah. They all do that, though. Yeah, they do. Yeah. You have any interest in, uh, you have no interest in hunting, I'm sure. Um, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Like, One I'm of the greatest things I've done with my life is I got back into hunting in okay. the past three years. Okay. Because when yeah. you grow up with something, it loses its glamour. Yeah, for sure. Yep. You know, I I've shot so many deer as a small kid mm-hmm. and just growing up. And then it was like, well, it was, I didn't really like it. And then I got back into it now that I'm old and I'm stuck at home with kids all the time. And I have the, the time to marinate it and do all the right cooking techniques for it, especially yeah. with venison. Oh, my God. You'll I can't imagine that time. I have only had venison probably like less than a handful of times. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's I might good. be into hunting my... Um, my best friend who I was talking about earlier, her husband, um, they have a piece of land that um, we can shoot guns at. But she is all into hunting. I mean, like any bits of anything, like she's got it. She probably owns like more guns than half the dudes out there. I um, like girls that are into hunting, but I think the whole buying a bunch of guns craze is crazy. 
I'm a pretty. Oh, she doesn't buy them. He does. Ah, I get it. <laughs> but just owning a bunch of guns. Right. Like, I'm a pretty good hunter, but I own, I own three barrels for a 20 gauge that I own, and I have a 22 rifle. Those are the only two guns I own. Okay. All right. Fair and enough. And I drop deer and turkeys all the time. Right, because you have what you need, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It's not true. I got my first turkey this year, in the spring, not just a couple of weeks ago or a month ago. First ever. Yeah, up there in that oh. picture. At 35 years old, I shot my first turkey. <laughs> I can't it's up, reach there. up there. Oh, you can see it. Oh yeah. You have eyes. Nice. So yeah. Where was that? Around here. I saw the dad's. Oh okay. Down on Lonesome Road. Lonesome Road, yes. Nice. We've been talking for, you know, I know how long we've been talking. I know. No, like, I. Like an hour and 15 minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> for ever. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, but I'm having fun. I don't want to turn it off. I know. <laughs> it's kind of cool just shooting the ship, but then you're like, um, I'm on recording, so watch your P's and Q's. But yeah, you're doing good. <laughs> so uh, I guess we could close on this. We had a, we have a fun little memory where we went on a Mexican vacation, <laughs> not together. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's fine. I, I bunked with Squeen. I totally forgot until I came here tonight. You're like, oh, yeah, Mexico. And I'm like, when did you go to Mexico? You're like, with you. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, 12 I mean, you forgot ago. when you took a nice vacation to a Mexican resort? Um, there was like 25 people. I can't remember everybody. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, like literally. That was oh probably my, my first international trip. Do you want to know what's funny about that? Is that we were there like 12 years ago, like right now, because Cassie Gall at the time, mm-hmm. she turned 21 down there and her birthday was yesterday. Oh, shoot. Yeah. At this time, 12 years ago. <laughs> so 12 years ago, we were in Mexico. So fun. Yeah. With the Copacabana Resort, where you got to hear the Copacabana. Oh my gosh, so fun. Yeah, that was that was the f- that was the first and only time I think a dude tried to lure me into his realms. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was good um, times. I regret there it. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of random. Yeah, there was a lot of good stories down there though. We had a good time. <laughs> a good time for sure. <laughs> yeah. I oh, could, that was fun. That was back when I was singing. Or I was trying to. I at least knew I was good at karaoke. So I think I sang a couple of songs up at the dance club and thing. Oh, yeah. Like the the shelter thing. Yeah. Right? And there was like, oh, oh, yeah. And the ultimate story of my life is everywhere I go, I met a couple of girls. No, no, really? Yeah. I have a bad memory. So all this is like coming back to me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, Rhett showed up. Yes, After and it was fact. around it was his birthday. Days. Right, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yeah. There's some weird joke about a gecko or something. Wow, um, that's deep. We had a... <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be We did have joke. a gecko in our room. Cassie and I had a gecko in our room right, for right. sure. Yeah. <laughs> your ge- I don't know about your gecko, but we had a gecko in our room for no, sure. No, there was nothing silly. I think it got turned into a... By the end of the night, it turned into a innuendo style of oh, joke. Yes, like, oh, course. look out for the gecko. <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I love that there was like literally, well, I mean, well, Justin, he was like 
um, oh, geez, like he's what, seven years younger than me? Oh, yeah, I see his pictures. I'm like, well, that guy, that's not who I remember. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, he was like young, like probably like middle school, maybe like early high school. And then there was all the way up to like our parents' age. Like it was a wide range of people. Like I think you, Cassie, and I were probably the only people that were around our age. Uh huh. Um, definitely. Yeah, it was just a good group of people that had a lot of fun. And <laughs> yeah, no looking back on that one. That was, that was a good time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Merle had fun on that one. I remember one day. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think he found out every ingredient of Long Island iced tea <laughs> on a personal basis. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. He doesn't, he makes a um, big impression everywhere he goes, so I'm not surprised he did it down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he um, he bought a brand new pair of uh, sandals. They were like what kids call these days slides, but they had those little pokey things um, that were coming up like on the soles. And so he... Oh, I hated those. So, um, well, your stepdad, he brought a roll of duct tape to Mexico. Like, <laughs> who brings duct tape to Mexico? A, a smart person? Yeah. You don't know any duct so, tape. Yeah, because if you can't of... duck it, mm, you know. So... Jeez. Yeah. So... Risque around here with the language. <laughs> Watch out. Hey, I bleeped it out. Um, so Merle, like, totally <laughs> duct taped his whole sandal so that he wouldn't have those pokey things because he was so mad about those like poking up it was just yeah super random stories but um what a good time yeah i love stories my memory's terrible but i love hearing the stories because they make for a good time for sure so what do you got i said you could ask me some questions you have any anything you want to ask me or uh want to just kind of close her out it doesn't Um, matter we can do whatever shoot i didn't prepare for questions that's fine i knew that you would uh be on it because you're used to this stuff. Um, That's why I'm the host of my own show. Yes. I know, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was super nervous when I got here. I was like, how's this stuff work? Like, I This is what I love about on. it. After about 20 minutes, you just kind of forget the microphones are in front of you and you just start talking. <laughs> totally. I yes. was like looking at you earlier. I was like, oh, I kind of just feel like I'm having a conversation with yeah, them. For any there's a lot of people yeah. that might hear this stuff. Yeah, the most <laughs> I've gotten is 73. And I bet oh. most of them you know. Perfect. But yeah. I have over like 800 downloads already. So. Oh, nice. Through all my through all my episodes. It's going well. I'm having a lot of fun with I it. I love it. I know yeah. That. Well, and I honestly. This I is know the you said best Saturday night I've had for a long time. Cheers. Recording a podcast. Yeah. Well, um, we better do oh, it. We better. Oh, yeah. Some but earlier, I know you see, you're like. Milwaukee. Oh, fine. I'll take an old Milwaukee just oh, for your sake. That. Here we go. Um, earlier you said, oh, yeah, I know you wanted to be on my podcast. And I was like, um, well, I I honestly, I, the only reason I wanted to is because I listened to my sisters and I listened to Jeff Coles. And I just remember us as kids like growing up. But then when you invited me out here, I got here and then I'm like, wait, I just remember like playing as kids together. But I only really have one fond memory. Well, let's do so, it. What is it? <laughs> Um, because you have a better memory of it than I do. Okay. Um, Annie and Nicholas Monti and Marissa Kempel now was uh, Marissa Stefan might be able to uh, would have been able to maybe uh, beef it up a little bit, but we can uh, just do it's do Cliff Notes. Yeah. So Cliff Notes. So uh, Scott's mom is Deb. My mom is Connie, and then their other best friend is known as Squeenie, and her son is Nicholas. 
So there were five of us kids together. They were probably possibly having a couple beverages, you know, out at. No, they were. Not possibly. There's no possibly. There were. They were. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, as kids, we just like at that, especially now, like, I mean, like rewind 20 years. Like we just went out and we did whatever we wanted. We could be gone for two hours and we, they knew that we were safe and everything was fine, but we stuck around the house. Um, That's why I try not to helicopter parent my kids because I remember I was out putting myself in situations and getting myself out of situations, even and if it wasn't a situation. Yeah. Yes. Learning exactly. is, yeah, there's a great deal of learning by yourself that I think is gone from society sure. now, but yeah, because everything's connected. You this no longer have Milwaukee. to, what's that? That's the old Milwaukee. Oh, oh. don't look at me like that. I know. I'm scared, but I'm going to do it. Um, so yeah. So like, I mean, like you said, being a helicopter parent, I mean, back then, like we just, we really did. What we, Not saying that we weren't raised well, just. Oh, we absolutely. I mean, I think that we were raised very well. I don't think I had a five point harness when I was a kid. (laughs) No, you sat backwards in the back of a um, like station wagon looking out the back window, right? Do you ever do that? Oh, man. That was what we took to golf meets. We had the old tan. No, it was tan beige uh, (laughs) station wagon that Pearl City Schools owned. (laughs) Do you remember? That had a roll down back window and seats facing the back window yeah. in the trunk. Yeah. That people would you sit. You literally back to back with the person in the, like the back mm-hmm. seat. Yeah. Right. And that's where the golf clubs were. So we'd put the skinny small kids in the backpack <laughs> with all the golf bags. <laughs> oh, funny. And we used to throw golf. We would play when we'd have meets at Galena. You know, that big hill you got to climb yes. once you get outside of Elizabeth. Yes. We would take golf balls and smack them against the pavement. and they'd Out the back window? And they would bounce down the maybe highway. Maybe hit a windshield, maybe? Maybe hit a windshield. <laughs> For we sure. were doing hundreds of dollars worth of damage. Oh, oh we're awful people. We're, that's why kids are awesome, but they're also the worst. But again, probably you maybe learned from that. I mean, did you ever get no, in trouble for that? No, no. No. I think the worst thing I did. No, that would be just like you're driving along and all of a sudden, chunk. Yeah, How many no, like times does that happen to you? Yeah, or just somebody just hit a rock. Or we used to throw. Um, this was like whoa, yeah, funny. You know, like on the way home from, um, like basketball or volleyball, on the bus, you throw out like you'd open and catch a packet a little bit, and you throw it out the window so it like hopefully splatters on the person behind you's like windshield. I always did that with the toilet seat, but you put it under the thing so when somebody would sit down, it would <laughs> splatter forward and get on their leg. <laughs> I have not done that one. Yeah, right where the toilet, the seat yeah. of the toilet no, hits the porcelain. Yes, yes. You just put a squeeze pack. You put a little slit in it so it'll it'll at least pop every time. That's really funny. Yeah, I'm really smart when it comes to doing annoying, stupid shit. <laughs> well, because that's what we did as kids, right? Yeah. No, oh, we're Snapchatting old Milwaukee. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Oh, it'll... come on. It's not that bad. It's not actually. Um, it probably is if you're not used to it. If I mean, I don't really drink cheaper, beer. Oh, well then. Like this is, I haven't had like a non-craft beer Ooh. in a really, really long time. Oh, you fancy, huh? No, just because I, <laughs> just because I try to cut out the wheat. And so when I have a good beer or when I have beer, I want to have a good beer. But this is considered a good beer on this nice Saturday night hanging out with you. Yes. Perfect. Should be. Cheers. Flyover State's podcast. <laughs> drinking old Milwaukee. Right. I know. That was, I remember when you 
posted um, one of the podcasts um, before, and I was like, yeah, but I really don't want to drink Old Milwaukee. I'm like, okay, I can get past this. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am. It's not the worst. No, it's not the worst. It's definitely sure. not the worst. No. So we were back to... Uh, oh, yeah. Right. So all our, all our moms and Squeen yeah, were all hanging out. All together, out. hanging out. Um, Annie, back at the time we called her Missy. You, Scott, and I were headbanging to Wayne's World. Oh, yeah, of course. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. um, And then for some reason, I don't, I'm not 100% sure why, but we were out riding um, like a big wheel, like two wheels in the back, one wheel in the front, like a cabbage patch big wheel. I mean, we were old. Like we were probably like, well, you guys were maybe like middle school or a little bit older and we were probably like 10. I don't know. And we are out riding this thing. Those plastic wheels on pavement are super, super loud, right? Yes. So we were out riding or whatever. Didn't think anything of it. Finally, you guys leave. Mom goes to work the next day. And she, one of the neighbors, was like, oh, my gosh, I almost called the cops. I heard this noise last night, and I don't know what it was. Um, It was us riding the big wheels. And Mom never, I don't know, if, I'm not going to put the person's name out there, but I don't know if Mom ever <laughs> admitted that it was, the kids that were at her house riding this big wheel down the pavement um, at two o'clock in the morning as like probably 10, 12, 13 year olds. I mean, we were having fun. Like, that's just what we did. Like, whether the parents were around or not. Yeah. Well, I'm here right now. That was me. <laughs> that's probably me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been a, a minor part in a lot of bad things that have happened in the town. That was pretty minor. I mean, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of the stories that like my dad has told me as a kid, I'm like, how in the hell did you get away with that stuff? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. So I feel like we were pretty mild. Um, I know the parties we still lived that, on the edge. The, the parties I've ever thrown were, were tame in comparison to whatever parties my father might have thrown. Right. Which my father was probably at. Most definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. yeah. Yeah. We were well behaved. I'm pretty sure compared to them. But I do like looking at those, the generations of our parents and then us. And then now, like you said, the generation coming up, I just feel like it's kind of interesting looking at how different it really is. A 10 year like gap makes a huge difference. That's the, uh, that's the bane of growing old is, uh, you always think the younger generation is stupid and not doing it the right way. And they are, and they're not until they just get to a point and then they're like they'll realize they're like me right now going oh yeah mm-hmm. hopefully anyways yeah for sure hopefully it's not just a bunch of give me the hot pockets i'm watching tv <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah yeah it definitely is a big difference boy that ryan seacrest he dresses like a man <laughs> where did that come from i don't know <laughs> old milwaukee <laughs> perfect Oh, funny. Well, I think we've hit our limit. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> We're now going to have what's been called in the podcast business the fun part. We're going to turn the microphones off and we're going to talk after this. Perfect. Because that's what I like about it. Yes. Awesome. So you're a teacher. You've gone through some a little bit of uh, personal trauma at home that we're not going to talk about. But it's all change. Change is... Bad and good. Yeah. Yeah. 
a fresh perspective on life is kind of what you have now, you would say? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Ready to tackle everything coming on in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. So you're, you're saying you have a job change coming up or something? Yes. Um, so this, this coming school year, I'm just, just a smidget of a job change. I mean, I'm still a special education teacher, but I'm just you're changing positions. You're staying at the Kinnick? Kinnick. Yep. Okay. So it's kind of like a second grade teacher going from to like from second to third grade or like a first grade teacher going to fourth grade. Same thing. But um, it's something different. Yes. Well, yep. It's good. a change. Something yeah. to look forward to. Yeah. Something to, uh, just get out of your get out of your yep. normal comfort zone lane. and like comfort do something zone. yeah sure yep. yeah that's a big stress of this podcast too is get out of your comfort zone experience as much as you can because yeah. there's only like uh 10% of the space that we watch with telescopes as far as human beings looking out into space for oncoming asteroids <laughs> so at any moment we you could get know. hit by a giant asteroid know. right so i try to live my life See, it's easy, it's easy not to think about getting robbed or broken into your house when you think an asteroid's coming at any moment. Right. Yeah, because that's like minor <laughs> shit, right? <laughs> exactly. It's all in the perspective. Right. Yeah. Well, Stacy, this is uh, this has been a lot of fun. This has been fun. Yeah, I I'm super, like, I'm like so excited that I actually jumped on board with this. This is what a podcast is. We just, I haven't seen you, I haven't talked to you like this ever. Yeah. And for, especially yeah. not for a while. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Like That's why I'm trying to do it with all the classmates. That's my little hidden goal of the podcast. I'm trying to interview or just podcast with yeah. all of my classmates. It's probably not going to work, but hey, I bet you, I can get most of them. You have to set goals in life. So yeah, yeah. that's I funny. Did. On my dad, on my dad's dump truck back in 1999. It's uh, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. All right, everybody. My name's Scott. My name's Stacy McKee. <laughs> Say it's goodbye been fun. To, yeah. Thanks yeah. for everything. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank uh, you. This is the Flyover States podcast. Love you. Bye. Oh, hey, Stacy. I forgot to ask you. What would you like your last song to be? I'm going to go with Don't Stop Believing." Oh, you mean this song? Yeah, that song. Love it. <laughs> All right, guys. See you. Bye-bye. Shit.